in a world where achievements and accolades motivate us to do more and be more, we're often left wondering, is this really it? Deep inside, you know there is more to life. You're ready to leave behind the old push your way through and claim the deeper life that's calling you. That's where we excel. We're your hosts, Stephanie Allen and Marin Oslak. And this is the Soulful Leader Podcast. Sit back and relax as we share the shortcuts we've uncovered to help you make shift happen. Welcome to the new year. This is the first podcast for 2022. That seems crazy, doesn't it? This uh, a new year, a fresh start. And today, Stephanie and I were wanting to, I guess in this, this thought of newness, what does it really mean that internal leadership piece? And as we're as we're moving into our what's being what's calling us forward for this year where do we go with that what does that mean for each of us individually to be in our space of leadership internally and being I hate the word good. I, I, and, you know, it's like, I want to say, I almost said being a good leader to ourselves. What does good even mean? Like being a, a soulful leader, both inside of ourselves. And because we're doing it inside of ourselves, we're able to then do it with the people around us, whether that's our family or our teams or uh, our loved ones. Right. Yeah, it's so true, right? Like how we lead ourselves is actually how we will lead others. Mm. We, we tend to look at it the other way around. We're like, okay, I'll be a good leader when I lead other people. But ultimately, you know, it does happen from the inside out. And we're not conditioned or, you know, in, in encouraged to look inside. In fact, looking inside when I when I even think about it for myself or have for the past you know, 40, 50 years, or even talk to other people about that. They're like either one of two things, either I don't want to go there because I'm afraid of what I will find, or I don't know how, and I don't have a model on how to do that. I think that that's a huge one because when I think of all of the leadership training that I've been through, very little of it uh, had anything to do with looking inside of it's all training on how to be respectful. And I, I, it's great training and it's all focused externally. And so who is there that models looking inside to become a better leader and a better external leader, both, both external and internal? And I know that for myself, that's been my spiritual journey and and where I feel very strongly about that side of my life that I've spent so much time and energy and effort on. And I'm very grateful that I even had that opportunity. So for people who haven't and don't have those people or that as a role model, where do they go? What type of, what you know, like, how do they even approach it? Because the conditioning from society doesn't allow for that. It's, it's actually seems a little frowned upon, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. And 
you know, let, let's even talk a little bit more. Of what does it mean to look inside? Like, what does it mean to lead yourself from an internal place? And you brought something else is like the conditioning. We've been conditioned, like how we learn about leadership, how we learn about loving ourselves, how we learn about um, speaking to ourselves or whatever, whatever we're trying to learn, where we often learn from looking outside ourselves, like mm-hmm. from our parents or school teachers or, you know, employers or you know, we look outside and that becomes our from our past right we learn from that and so the question even saying well how do you teach yourself how do you love yourself how do you grow what is the mentorship that you embody and where did it come from what is that conditioning this is what we're talking about leading yourself from the inside and you know what's what's really interesting is that science has even talked about this a bit it's that you know, what we create in the outer world, and, and what I'm talking about is like our health, our our finances, our relationships, all of that in the outer world is all, always a mirror of what's going on inside. And now here's another, another level of it is that it's been said that 90 to 97% of what is created in the outer world is based on your internal dialogue, your internal awareness. Mm. So only 3% really is what you do. And I know we've been talking about, you know, doing and being and being and doing and all these different things, but it's like, really, it is important to do. But if that 97% inside internally is not aligned or is not um, caring and kind and nurturing for you, it's going to come from old conditioning. It's going to come from old default patterns. Yeah. So you started that with a, a, a process, which <clears throat> I'm going to just point out because it's something that you do beautifully. And we've talked about it before is you started by asking a question. And I think that that's so key to, to anybody's process. We are taught that our leaders we they be they are internal leaders or external like they have answers for us and those answers are pat meaning that like that's the answer great i got an answer and we're not taught or conditioned to ask more questions or stay with the question of it may be part of the answer, but what if it's not the full answer? Or what if it's not the right answer for me? And that's something that I know for myself, giving myself to que- uh, uh, permission to question authority and not from a of just a pure rebellion space, from a, a pure curiosity space of, well, what if that weren't true for me? What would be true? You said it right there. It's the curiosity. We tend mm. to ask the question from a real harsh place. Like, what are you thinking? Yeah. Or <laughs> like, I need an what? answer. Like there has to be a right. Yes. A right or wrong or up mm-hmm. or down or left or right. Or there has to be like a concrete answer. And we're being asked to let go of all that. What we of what we've known. We are being asked to create from a place that we haven't been to before. We have to go to our future and we don't even know what that future is going to be. And so it's like, we, we need to learn how to ask really good questions from a place of curiosity and 
I keep hearing, you know, some of you out there thinking, well, yeah, but curiosity killed the cat. And it's like, where did that come from? You know, cats have nine lives. It's like, (laughs) and and we don't even, we don't even use one of our lives. Most of us, most of us sleep are sleepwalking. We just, we are so afraid to ask the questions or we don't know what the questions to ask because we haven't practiced it. And it has to come from a place from your heart, from a soul seeking place, not of, I get to be right and you're wrong kind of place. It's like of being, I have, I have people in my lives who radically think differently than I, than I do you know, Mm -hmm. radically. And I, it would be so easy for me to say, they are just freaking crazy. I can't even be with them because I'm right and they're wrong. (laughs) I'd like to go there. My ego would love to go there. (laughs) But instead, (laughs) and I've done that. I have done that. And then, you know, I have this one person in my life that keeps coming back into my life on various stages. And I'm like, isn't this interesting? They keep showing up, they go away, they come back. And it's like to have that curiosity of going, you know, we're on this journey, this pilgrimage called life together. For what purpose is this person keep coming back into my life? Like to have a loving curiosity of like, I wonder what they're here to teach me. I wonder what I'm, I'm learning. And can I open my heart to understand this person from a, from a loving place? Like, you know, the old saying is like, you don't know somebody until you walk a mile in their shoes. Mm. It's like, to know me is to love me. And that's a key right there. It's like how many of us have really learned to, you know, the practice of knowing and loving yourself. Because as you start to turn inward and going, wow, look at me go. Look at look at how I'm reacting to that. <laughs> like, what? You know, that was a lot of energy I put out there, Stephanie. Like, what is that about? And like, and not be harsh on myself with that, but to go, mm. Now, isn't that interesting? Look at me go. I wonder what I might be believing or I wonder what part of me. Oh, it's that part that's conditioned and it's having a hard time letting go. And I can almost compare. It sounds like compartmentalized, but young Carl Jung, the great psychologist, said that, you know, there's many different archetypes within all of us. You know, we have masculine and feminine. We have inner leaders. We have inner children. We have uh, old wise sages. We have so many different parts of us, but we tend to literally default to one Mm. personality instead of looking at all of these parts and going, which part of me is upset right now? Or which part of me is having a hard time with this or grieving? And what is that part needing? And, you know, if I have a critical self leading me, guess what I'm going to lead those outside me? I'm going to lead it with a critical self. So I can't change the people outside me. I cannot change them. But I can change who is operating or who's running the ship inside. I can give them a lateral promotion and say, okay, thanks very much. You've got me to this far. You kept me alive. Thank you so much. And here is your one-way ticket to Bora Bora. Off you go. (laughs) Off you go. One way ticket, you you know, I'm going to, you're done. You, you know, here's your package. I love that. Yes. You go. The, the lateral promotion for the inner critic. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it does, it, it impacts the, the outer critic as well. So I, as you were talking, I was, uh, it made me think about that piece where we are trying to always figure it out so that we can fix it. What if there's nothing to fix? Yeah. And you don't need to be fixed. All of you out there listening and going, yeah, that's me. I need to be fixed. I'm so broken. You're not. You're amazing. Yeah. 
And so that, you know, like when we're just talking about that of like, okay, so we give this piece of ourselves a lateral promotion and, you know, like this is all stuff that we're going to do and that's how I'll fix this. And then I'll be a better person. And I just, here's both the good news and the bad news is you don't need to be fixed. And there's going to be another thing that comes up right after that one. And so like when you fix that, there will be something else. And then if you're in that mindset of, of needing to fix something as if you're not good enough, then there is no end to that. There is never going to be something out there or even in here that gets fixed, like that finally fixes it all. And then you'll be okay. It's shifting the mindset of there's nothing to fix. And how, for me, the, the, the easiest way for me to get out of that in any given moment, because, you know, like we're talking about it, not because we've mastered it, but because we're in the, the dialogue with it. And the easiest path for me to get out of that for myself is getting curious. Is, well, isn't that interesting? Look at Miss Critical who just showed up. Excellent. What does she have to say to me? You know, a lot of times when I ask that, what does she have to say to me? I realize it just needed to be acknowledged and then it's gone and I don't need to do anything. And, and sometimes I do, but sometimes it leads me to something else that was more interesting. It was like, oh, look at that. And when I get curious and, and I'm in love with the answer, I find that I'm loving myself. And now I can also be more loving in the outer world. This is so key. Um, the more one starts to turn more inward to be curious of, of who's leading or who's driving the bus here, hmm. then we can be more loving and compassionate with ourselves. And we give more space in our heart. And, and, and for those of you out there, by the way, in science, if you want more time, you need more space. It's totally related. And so it's like time totally changes when you have more space within yourself. It slows down and it broadens. So when we can, that part that's hurting or irritated or reacting to something, if you can be curious and going, who's driving the bus right now? Can you tell them your, yes. Would you tell them your schnauzer snorry? Come on. (laughs) (laughs) So a lot of times, you know, the dog is driving the bus, right? And, and, you know, we put our dog in the front seat or an animal, some sort of animal, like I got to survive. It's just trying to get there. And I've heard it said before, it's like, imagine taking a cute little puppy and you don't have time for this puppy right now, but you've gotten this puppy and you say, I don't have time. I'm going to put it in the closet. I'm just going to stuff it. I'm going to stuff it right in here. And, you know, a few years pass by, but, you know, and the dog keeps getting food, but you don't let him out of the closet or her out of the closet. doesn't matter. Until one day you decide, you know, geez, I think I put that dog somewhere and you open up the closet door and out comes the dog. The dog is not going to be very loving towards you. It's literally going to bite your head off. And that's what happens to ourselves is like, finally, you know, we get into a situation in our life where we go, we're stepping outside of our comfort zone. We're stepping up because we're evolving. This is what we're about is evolving leaders. And this dog part or this animal part of you that hasn't been fed or nurtured or loved is now literally in control. 
and it's in reaction. So another way of looking at this, and this is a great practice to do, is I do this a lot when people are coming to me around anxiety and feeling very anxious. And I often will say, what part of you is anxious? And when I mean what part of you is like, who's driving the bus? Is this, you know, that that little puppy that got ignored that's driving? Is it a small child? Like perhaps, and this is where I find most of it. It's a small child that as children, we had to survive. We had to survive our families. We had to survive our cultures. We had to survive school and friends and all these different things. And so what happens is that we create personas or we create patterns in order to survive. And what happens is that as we create those patterns of survival, they become very much practiced, very much conditioned. So much so that when we're stressed, we default to those because that's so natural to us. Right. So a part of us gets stuck in that pattern that we started when we were five or 11 or however old, and we don't even realize it. And so that's what's running the show. That's what you mean by who's running the bus, right? That's exactly it. And so in order to stop that patterning, we need a pattern interrupt. And so most of us are sleepwalking. We're literally walking, walking, walking. And so nobody's going to wake up a sleepwalker because they've, you know, it's dangerous to wake up a sleepwalker, but often the sleepwalker will end up either falling downstairs or running into a wall. And that's what wakes them up. And that's often what wakes us all up. It doesn't have to be that way to wake up. We can wake up on our own, but often it's a bad dream or it's a a marriage Mm -hmm. breakup or an illness or a job loss or a disappointment in some way that's actually waking us up. And each one of us- It makes us think differently about that situation. So when you say we're sleepwalking, meaning that we're running a pattern we don't even realize we're running or it's running us- Exactly. And so this is the pattern interrupt. It's like, ooh. And so this is where the ideal of like, we can feel so vulnerable and going, oh my gosh, Mm. because now it's made us stop and ask a question of like, okay, wait a minute. Let me be curious about this. For what purpose did this have to happen? Oh, maybe it was to wake me up. Maybe it's helping me grow and become, or to let go of an old pattern. I don't need to fix anything. I just need to wake up to let something go. A way of thinking, a way of being, a way of doing, a habit, an ideal of like resetting. It's a shakeup. Yeah. And it's so interesting because this time of year, I know for myself, I have been feeling super inward and also super vulnerable. And I am starting a whole new, a lot of new things. And, you know, you and I are doing this together and we're, we're creating our evolving leaders circle, which starts next week. And there's all of this newness and there are things that I, that I haven't done before. So uh, at at one point you had talked about um, with me personally, and I wanted to share this with our audience about being a butterfly and coming out of a cocoon, or you had also mentioned like um, a lobster that is, that evolves. And when they're molting and they go into their new shells before they've created their new shells, they're very vulnerable. And I feel like that's the space that I'm in right now. And some of our leaders may also um, resonate with that. When you're stepping out of your old comfort zone and what you've known for years and stepping into a new way of being or a new way of doing things, and it, it could be a small thing or it could be a big thing, and it doesn't matter. It's still 
might leave us in that space of of feeling like, oh dear, I'm I'm kind of lost here. And I know for myself, in the past, whenever I felt kind of lost, I I feel that. And you just mentioned it. When you need more time, you you need actually more space. And I found in the past that I've filled that space. And what I'm doing differently now is I'm not trying to fill it. I'm really just being in it. That is so healing. It is so healing. And it's transformational. Because and it's going hard. Back to like, it is extremely hard. It's that same. <laughs> it's, it's like, oh my God, you think that's easy? Forget it. It's like what I said, you know, putting that, that animal into the closet and ignoring it. We stuff the feelings. We stuff vulnerability. <sighs> we stuff emotion. Emotion yeah. is energy in motion. You imagine like how much more space have you got to stuff more stuff? Mm. I mean, you look at it as consumers. We are getting bigger homes. We are buying more things. We keep stuffing, stuffing, stuffing as a way of like not feeling, patting ourselves, eating more. I mean, I cannot believe like we have, like, this is my own, I'm going to be vulnerable here, but like I have four freezers. Wow. That's crazy. That's it. like, there's two people that live in this house. How much food do, are we waiting for like this huge Armageddon? Like, it's like, I don't, I, that's crazy. It's craziness. I and it may or, so I'm going to give yeah. you a, an alternative because it may or may not be. And you're the only person that would know that because there may be a reason that spirit has called you to have this or do this. Maybe it's meant something may happen and you need to feed the whole block. Right. So moving out of the shame of like into a place. So if you're moving out of the shame, what are you moving into? Because and to be curious, I like what you just said. You just caught it. It's like, to be curious. I wonder why I have freezers. I wonder why I'm keeping that. And to be present to seeing what spirit may be saying is needed from me. And spirit may be telling you, get rid of the darn freezers or spirit may be saying to you, you know, fill it with a certain thing. And instead of being in that self-judgment, and this is again, going back to the inner leader so that we become better outer leaders of like getting out of the self-judgment of, oh, that's just horrible. I've done this, blah, blah, blah. And into the conversation. And then we can do that outwardly of like, oh, I wonder why that person did that. Let me talk to them about it instead of shaming them or blaming them or yeah. Yeah. So I, I, you know, as we're moving into this new year and we're in this new space, what I would encourage all of you out there to do is what we're talking about right here is get curious and be present as much as possible. And if you make that a regular practice, it becomes what you will do regularly, right? It becomes so your you, new default. It becomes your new default. So instead of running a program from when you were, you know, eight or sixteen or whatever, your new default will be to become aware of that because you've started to question, because you've started to get curious, because you're interested and in love. Right. You don't you're not interested in something until you fall in love with it. And the other way around, you don't fall in love with something until you really become interested in it. So start in one of those two places. What a great call to action. Yeah. Thank you. 
Well, I personally am really looking forward to 2022 and working, continuing to my work with you, Stephanie. And I would also love to invite all of you out there. If anyone's interested, we are starting our Evolving Leaders Circle next week. You can go to our website and get all the information on that. You can also poke at us personally if you uh, wanted more information from one of us. And Stephanie, did you have anything you wanted to share on that? No, other than stay curious, stay curious and keep asking the question because the question will always lead you on the most amazing quest. I love that. So thank you so much. And we will chat with you next week on the Soulful Leader Podcast. Have a beautiful week. And bye for now. And that wraps up another episode of the Soulful Leader Podcast with your hosts, Stephanie Allen and Marin Oslak. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to dive deeper, head over to our website at thesoulfulleaderpodcast.com. Until next time.